Hello and welcome to Empower to Empower Others radio show. We hope that while you're with us today, you'll hear a relevant kingdom teaching or inspiration that will aid you in becoming your best you. Sit back, relax, and prepare to be empowered. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to Empower to Empower Others. This is your host, Valerie Burrell, and I am excited to have with me as my co-host on today, the beautiful Ashley Williams. Ashley, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me, Miss Val. Absolutely. Ashley is another one of those daughters that the Lord blessed me with as I was uh, an enrollment counselor with Bluefield College. Ashley is an athletic trainer and a massage therapist. She has turned her passion for helping people into a career that she absolutely loves. Ashley has worked with semi-pro college and high school and industrial athletes, um, helping them to overcome seemingly huge obstacles and identity crisis. I love that. Ashley has accomplished and overcome a plethora of her own obstacles and attributes her success to prayer, her faith, and her personal relationship with God. And that is absolutely amazing for you. And and I'll just keep it real for you being who you are at the age that you are. There are not many who would share that they've overcome through prayer, through faith, and through a personal relationship with God they would have some other things that they attribute their success to and their ability to overcome. So I'm excited that you are in the space and place that you are and God is using you in such a phenomenal way in this hour. I'm not going to keep talking because I could, but I want to hear what's on your heart. What has the Spirit of God put on your heart, Ashley, to share with our listeners on today? Okay, so... Well, Miss Val, you know, from when I worked with the basketball teams at Bluefield, um, you know, you know, I help, I help others. I help them when they're injured. I help them when they seemingly they can't see what's on the end of their road. Um, they may get hurt or they may get sick, and then they or there's things going on at home, and they'll tell me about it because they trust me because we've built up that relationship. Um, so there has been multiple different times when I've known uh, one of the kids I'm working with, I've known that they're going through something struggling, whether it's something at home with mom and dad or a younger sibling, or I just got hurt and I have to have surgery and I'm never going to be able to play my sport again type of situation. Um, so to be able to be in that position when people are most vulnerable um, and to just kind of pour into them and help them see that even though you can't see the end of it, there's a purpose for this, uh, there's a plan for it, uh, and if we take the proper steps, whether it's we take things day by day in a rehab process or we take things day by day out, outside of everything or whether it's do you want me to pray on this for you? Or is there something that I can do to help you because you just don't know what to do? Um, Being able to be in that spot, whether it's physically being there for them or just praying over them, um, it's really powerful because then you slowly start to see them accomplish something that they never thought was possible again. 
Um, yes. But for me, I love I love being able to be in that journey because a lot of times I am very quiet about my faith. I don't really bring it up um, because I've always been more of that person growing up in my church. I mean, my parents are very faithful to the Lord. Um, I always just kind of took it on my fact that everybody else is making all this noise, so I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to just try to live my life and let my actions speak for me. Um, So that's kind of my attitude as far as work. So I'm not necessarily out here testifying to everybody, (laughs) but I'm definitely, I think, I think that God has given me the ability through my career um, and through my, my passion for helping athletes, especially giving me my own kind of niche in ministry that I guess, if you would have asked me about it when I was 18, when I was going to college and trying to figure out what I was supposed to do in this world, I never would have even looked at it like that. But now, mm-hmm. through different things I've been through, I see it that way. Amen. Um, yeah. So, I guess, like, it's funny because you prayed before we started and we got on the on the line. And... The verse that has been on my heart, because I've been through some struggles, and we talked about it, you know, being released from my job two years ago and just trying to come out of a very, very deep, dark place. Um, I had read this book a couple years ago. Um, It's called God is Able by Priscilla Shire. Uh And this whole time for this last, you know, after 2018 when I lost my job and coming back, moving back home, moving back in with my parents, this verse in this book came to my mind. It was out of nowhere, and I know it was God. But in this book, it's basically like, it's basically a two-verse study, right? So it's on Mm -hmm. Ephesians 3, it's on Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, which says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly Abundantly beyond all that we think, the power that works within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And you prayed that over me before we got on the line, and I was sitting here and I was just like, all my anxiety just went away. I'm like, praise God, God. (laughs) praise God, praise God. That verse specifically, like, when I read, when I first read this book, I was living in Arkansas. I was in graduate school. I was 14 hours away from my family. Um, I didn't have any friends. And I was working at another Christian college. I was working at Washita Baptist University. Um, and I was fresh out of college. I literally was a year older than my seniors that I was working with. And I was really struggling with, how do I assert my authority of my position but still create bonds, um, create bonds with people, create relationships with people, right? Because I was so young. And I remember being depressed and being sad and being homesick because I was 14 hours away. I couldn't just hop on a plane or couldn't just drive in the car and go home to see my family. Um, and I remember I had prayed. And I was at my lowest, and I was like, God, I just need a friend. I don't know who that person's going to be, but I am desperately alone right now. I need a friend. I need somebody to talk to other than just you, 
right, coming alongside of you and pouring into you so you can pour into others mm-hmm. and help mm-hmm. you refill yourself. So I remember I I prayed that prayer, and then I met my very good friend, Asher, um, and he got me connected with a group of girls that were my age that I started going to Bible study with. And these girls, I'm still in contact with them. They're in Texas now. They're in, the one girl's in Los Angeles. Uh, The rest of them are in Arkansas. But we all still talk. And it was through that Bible study that I started to really connect deeper into my faith because I grew up in the church. And, you know, like I grew up learning all the verses and knowing all the stories and knowing everybody's answers to all their questions, right? Mm-hmm. And I was saved and I was baptized. But I don't think it was until I moved completely 14 hours away from all my family that I really realized, like, I have to make my relationship with God my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. So it was through this Bible study and everything. I had read the book Fervent, which is also by Priscilla Shire. And mm-hmm. that book is such a good tool to kind of get us in the right mindset of how sh- how we should be praying or what things in our prayer life might look like. Um and a lot of the girls in my Bible study had read that book, so they had given it to me. They said, hey, you know, you should read this. I think we'll, you, we think you'll really like it. And they used to talk about journaling their prayers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, I might try that, because sometimes it's hard to keep your, your thoughts straight, right? So I started getting a prayer journal, and I would, when I was feeling really sad or really overwhelmed with work, or if one of my athletes was really going through something, I would pray for them, but I would write it down so that I was mindful of it. And it stayed in the back of my mind. So if things came up, I could just say a quick little prayer in my head. Um, and that was really, really strong. And then I found this book about, you know, Ephesians 20, or Ephesians 3, 20, and 21. And then when I lost my job, the book came back to me. That verse just kept replaying over and over in my head because again I was dealing with depression of feeling like I'd lost my identity as an athletic trainer I'd been doing it for five years I think I'm I'm mm-hmm. just certified I think it's going on my sixth year now um and you know feeling like well all these this hard work I put in all my career my schooling my education I felt like it was just for what Right. For what? And I moved back in. This was after I left Bluefield and I had moved back in with my parents. And I was just in a very, very agitated state. And I remember I was I was upset about everything that had happened. But on the other hand, I had prayed. And I said, God, I do not know what you are doing. I have no clue. I was like, but I know that everything that happens to me led me to this point and I know that you're going to be on the other side of this when you bring me out mm. because mm. I don't know what's going on and it was through coming back and basically you know having to move back in with my parents having to deal with some things from my past that had kept coming up 
and some situations that I guess in my it, at the time I was really trying to avoid it because I didn't want to deal with it. I was like, okay, come back. You got to deal with this now. Um, that I just kept praying this over and over again, like, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I know that you know my heart. You know the things that I really want, and you know all the things that I need. And I know that you're going to take whatever mess this is and use it to glorify yourself. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I just, it's it's crazy to think about it. I got goosebumps. Um, <laughs> I was just I was just so sad. And then I mean, it was like okay, things weren't working out how I thought they were going to work out. And I just had to sit myself down and quiet myself and be like, look, things are going to be okay. God's got you. He's going to change this even into something that you're never going to even imagine was possible. When you when it finally happens, like you'll know. So I had set myself a deadline, and I was like, three months. I said, in three months, if I'm not done, if I'm not in my field, if I don't have a job in athletic training, I'm gonna go back to school. Didn't know how I was gonna pay for it, but I said, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out something because I need to do something. I was feeling that identity crisis. I needed something to keep myself connected to my passion, which is helping people and helping us mm-hmm. and working, you know, in that capacity. So that's when I went to massage school. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I was working two different odd jobs at minimum wage, basically. And, you know, I was making these payments, and I'm, there were many times where I was like, God, I don't know where I'm going to get this money to pay this off. And every single time I prayed about it and continued to pray about it, he came through. And then I got a temporary job where I was working at a um, an Amazon facility, and I was in Columbus for Columbus, Ohio, for two months or for six months. And there, I had to switch schools again, and there were all these other little issues that were trying to take me off of this path and trying to get me to lose focus in what God was doing for me. Um, and it was through all of that and me just being faithful and me just praying. And even if I wasn't praying long or praying hard, it was just like that quick little prayer, you Uh know, in the morning or whenever something was laid on my heart, I just prayed for it, prayed over Uh it. I didn't know. And I've always kind of been one one of those people that when someone pops into my head, my first instinct is let me connect with them. And then my second instinct is let me pray for them because, Uh That doesn't just happen all the time, right? And it was it was in doing that that you know when the temporary position I was at in Columbus ended in the beginning of this year in January, I moved back up to Cleveland, the Cleveland area where I'm from, and I was like, okay, well, gonna have to find another job and a month later I got the position that I have now currently um, with University Hospitals as a PRN athletic trainer which kind of just basically means that they would call me when they needed me so I could be covering one basketball game for one school and then the next week working at a totally different school which was kind of cool I loved it but I was kind of getting to that point where I was missing 
having those athletes and having those coaches and building those relationships with people and seeing them every single day, praying over it. And I was just like, you know, God, you know my heart. You know that I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. Um, and then, you know, the pandemic happened. Uh-huh. So then again, I, I, did, I wasn't working in a school. It was like, okay, what am I going to do? But at the same time, I'd already just been through an identity crisis a year ago, right? Like, I lost everything. I lost my job. I lost everything. So I was like, you know what? It's okay. God has proven that he's got me. He knows what he's doing. I'm just going to sit and be quiet. Just be still, right? Mm-hmm. And the hospital took the, the hospital's taking care of me. They've had me, you know, working as a door screener, taking people's temperatures and things like that. They've had me doing um, PPE control, running, you know, masks and the different items that the nurses and the doctors need on the medical floors to take care of the patients. They've had me doing that, controlling that, and doing inventory of all of those things. And then a position opened up in my hometown, not at the high school that I graduated from, not even at the high school that merged together, but one of the other high schools in my hometown area. And it opened up for full time. And I said, you know what? That's a sign. I'm exactly where God wants me to be. Uh Because I have always had this pull to come back to my hometown area and become an athletic trainer at one of the high schools. Didn't know when, but eventually I wanted to be in that position because I want to be able to pour into this community of people and um, where I grew up. Because I know that, you know, the places where I've, I've come from, it's not the best economically. It's not, you know, the, the, the kids have so many different bad negative influences. They don't see somebody get out and be successful and then if you do see someone get successful, you don't ever see them come back. So I uh-huh. always knew that that was on my heart to come back, be able to pour into these kids in some way through athletics because so many kids, that's how they find their release. That's how they find their way out. That's how they find their identity, that they can be more. Um, so I had applied for that job, and it was actually the week of the 15th of June that – you know, I had my interview for that position on the 15th, and I prayed about it. I was sitting in the car at the high school, and I prayed about it. And I said, God, if this is where you want me to be, I know you're going to make a way. And I'm, I'm willing. I'm ready. If this is it, I'm ready. And then I had finished school during the pandemic. So then I found out the 16th, my license for my massage therapist, my massage therapist license went through. And then on the 18th, which is really funny because one of my biggest prayer warriors from my church, that's her actual wedding anniversary with her husband, um, I was offered the position. For the Praise season. God. And God. it was just the amount of joy that I had throughout that whole week. It was just like I was high on the spirit. Like I, I just nothing, nothing, no little thing could have brought me down. Um, and I think that 
when you're aligning yourself with God and you're praying over things and you're bringing in, you know, those strong prayer warriors that are constantly praying for you, um, that you can't fail. And God is going to do more than you think is possible because I never would have thought out of all of those things happening and all the things that I've been through that he would turn it around and make it into something that is just mind-blowing for me. There's no other word. It's mind-blowing. And it was funny because this lady at my church, I had told her, I saw her on Sunday, and I grabbed her hand, and I hadn't seen her in a while because of the pandemic. Um, I grabbed her hand, and I knew she'd been praying for me. She's been praying for me since I was a little, little girl. And um, I looked at her, and I said, Mrs. Hammond, I said, I got the job. And she goes, oh, good, I've been praying for you for years that you'd be able to find a good job close to home. And then for me later to go visit her and to find out that I was actually offered that position on her wedding anniversary, I looked at her and I was just like, oh, my goodness. And she's like, what? And I said, they offered me the job on your wedding anniversary. And it would have have been like her, I don't know, 60th or 70th wedding anniversary with her husband if he was still alive. And she goes, wow. She got goosebumps. And she goes, that's God. And I said, yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, I guess my, my word for the listeners is just you might be going through something that you think is the worst thing imaginable. And you may never see the the end of that tunnel. You may never see that light. But if you keep your eyes fixed on God and you keep your relationship with him, even if it has been a long time and you've gone astray, because I've gone astray many, many times, and I have fought with God and fought with the Spirit, um, if you take that step towards him, God will always meet you. The spirit will always meet you. He's just waiting for you to take that one little tiny baby step. Put your toe in the water. And <laughs> once you do that and you start praying, even over the little things, because I think we all get into this, oh, I'm just going to pray about the big things because God's so busy. God doesn't care about just the big things. He wants to hear about your every, every little thing. Um, so when you take that step and you start praying, he really is going to open so many doors. And, you know, you'll start to see it. But then you're going to look back and you're going to be like, I never would have thought this ever would have happened. And then, the, you know, that's God. There's nothing other than uh-huh. that's God. Because... If you would have told me in 2018 when I lost my job that by 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, I was going to be set in this place where I'm now getting a full-time position in my hometown, close to my family, something that's always been on my heart to do that I never knew when it was going to happen. But to be able to say that God did all of that for me, there's nothing else I can say. I just never would have thought it was possible. Amen. 
Amen. He does it. He does it. And he does it so very well. Oh, he does it, Ashley, exceedingly abundantly above anything you could ask or think. He does it. Yes. <laughs> he does it. Praise God. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. I'll have to send you one of um, the last book that I just published was a prayer journal. I'll have to send you one. Thank you. Oh, it'll get you. Trust me. <laughs> it will get you. And it's funny uh-huh. because even when I was at the college or even when I even when I was in PRN and I was going to all these different schools, always I, I try to get to an event or I try to get there a little bit early and I try to make sure I carve out a little bit of small time, whether it's me changing before a basketball game or, you know, before athletes come in and start getting taped or getting their treatment. Like I always try to set aside that five little, that little five minutes where I'm just like, okay, God, you know what's going to happen in this game. You know, if somebody's going to get hurt, you know, if I'm going to need to do CPR on somebody, God forbid, like, you know, and it's all in control. And I always prayed for my athletes like that before every type of event, just as myself, like, because it's like when I'm doing what I do, it's almost like an out-of-body experience because I've been in some really crazy situations through my job. And it's almost like, it's it's like, of course, my instincts and my training take, take over. But it's also like, I know that everything's okay, because when I'm out of that situation, and I'm processing it alone, after the fact, or processing, how am I going to deal with this athlete, they're going through this or that, God is right there with me. Amen. And it's just, it's amazing. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ashley. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And I look forward to hearing the additional great things that God does, even from this, um, opening more doors for you to share your relationship with him um, and inspire and empower other young women to let them know that having a relationship with God is the thing to do. Um, Not something to shun, but actually build that relationship and allow the Spirit of God to be the guide that you need that will keep you out of so much stuff. Lord, have mercy. That's all I'm going to say. It will keep you from some stuff. (laughs) Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. (laughs) It will keep you from some stuff. Amen. Amen. Listeners, thank you so much for dialing in today. For those who are on our phone lines, For those who are in our chat rooms, we certainly appreciate you joining us today. We will be back tomorrow, yes, at 12 noon with another one of my daughters from Bluefield College. Sierra Cook will be with us tomorrow. She's uh, currently a senior, junior, can't remember which, but she is still currently a student at Bluefield College, a women's basketball player. She will be with us to share what it is the Spirit of God has placed on her heart to share with our listening audience. You all know always with the Empowerment Place, it is our desire that every day you do something to empower yourself. But once you've been empowered, you take the responsibility to empower someone else. Again, Ashley, we say thank you so much for being with us today. If there's ever anything I can do for you, you know I'm just a phone call away. 
We say love and blessings to each of you. Know that we love you and God loves you best. Have a great day.